Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a Redneck Father of the World. We are your host and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing a follow-up on dating, the second date. Yes, we Juan, made it. We made, made it. Made it, Ben. We made it to our second date. <laughs> date number two. <laughs> oh. You sent that text, you sent that email, you made that call, and you know what she did? She picked up the phone. What do you do now? You go on the second date. Okay. So let's do a follow-up <laughs> about the about dating. Because like we, we've talked a little bit about this and on ongoing podcasts. But dating is so important, you know. And I think it's dating is a lifelong endeavor. It's not just, you know, a one-and-done thing. It's like, oh, I got her. Or I got them. You know, we're good to go. You know, and then. So I want to follow up on that. Because you were trying to make a point, And I realized that I cut you off. And I realized that. Who the heck are we talking to? Are we talking to teenagers? Are we talking to, you know, grownups? Talking to all the single folks yeah. out there. And yeah, I think that's the thing is like, and even the married folks, like, because you still take your wife out on date night. Tonight, I will take my wife out on a date, actually. Yeah, but you're, you're already married to her, Ben. I mean, she's there. I mean, you can we've been just... together. We've been a couple for 14 years. We've been married for 12 of them. Yeah. And... Dating's essential. Every month we are going on a date. Always. I still bring her flowers. I still make her mixtapes. Uh, I still do dating stuff with her. Go get her an ice cream randomly or surprise her with something. Just because I need her to feel special. Because if I'm not dating her, it's a pretty good chance that someone else in the world might find her as attractive as I do, and they might start to try and date her. Because not everybody thinks marriage is an end-all, be-all stopping point. So let's let's define dating a little bit and the purpose of it. Because I've been thinking about this. As far as, like, when you date somebody, like, what's the purpose behind it? Like, the... And not the oh, I want to have sex with this person or I just like hanging out, but like the purpose of dating. Because to me, the purpose of dating when it, at, at, at its true essence, you are trying to find somebody that you can merge yourself with, become one, live your life with that person and grow and develop. And then there is the dating aspect when it comes to you dating your wife, your spouse. If you're a woman, you're dating your husband. And like realizing, can I live the rest of my life with this person? Can I actually, like, do I actually want to go on a journey? So, and I think it's never really been clearly defined as the purpose of it. Because even, like, in a way, like, you and I are dating because we're endeavoring this business proposition. If this doesn't work, if, if we don't mesh well as a unit, then our business endeavor is not going to work well. And I think that's the, with relationships, you might find somebody extremely attractive and be like, oh my gosh, but they're so hot. But if that's the basis of the reason why you want to date that person, when you get into the deeper subjects like, hey, do you actually have my back? When I'm down, are you actually going to be there for me? What's going to happen? So, in my approach, opinion, and observation, dating should take a period of time. And what you are trying to do is what you've just described. 
you are trying to get to know that person, but not just know their hobbies and their interests, their goals and ambitions and stuff like that. You're trying to get to know how they respond to each other. And I think people should date for at least a year because a year is a long enough time for stuff to happen and you can see their response. You can see how they respond to a speeding ticket, for example, or how they respond to not getting into a college or not getting a promotion or when a friend hurts them badly or a family member passes away, you know, all the stuff in life, because the way someone responds to stuff is who they really are. And in that dating moment, you decide I want to be with them because I like who they are. And you spend that time learning the person, valuing the human for, for what makes a human a human. Their soul, their spirit, their mind, and just really their approach and reaction to life. Then comes marriage. And I'll take this full circle. You say your wedding vows. Your wedding vows shouldn't be hard to determine you might not be able to write them because I've never been a great writer. So I was not able to write my own wedding vows and sound as good as the way other people wrote them, for example. But you can look at a poetic presentation of wedding vows and say, that's how that poet wrote these wedding vows. And that's how I feel about you. So for example, our wedding vows weren't, I vow to to hold your hand and I vow to be there for you and love you forever. Our vows were, if you're hungry, I'll feed you. If you are tired, I will carry you. If you're sick, I will take care of you. I was telling her, look, I am always here for you. And that were my vows. And then we got married. And here's the second part to dating. I fully believe. I don't think people should have sex until they're married because I think sex is viewed as a mechanical thing as a release, as just a fun thing. And it is those things, but it's so much more than that. That's just the superficial, shallow approach to sex. What it really is, is when two people love each other's spirits and minds and souls, they come together, they get married in front of their friends and family, and say, we can do life together. We love each other enough to say that we are going to build an empire together in marriage. And sex is merely a physical representation of who those two people are as they have come together and built that empire. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with being physically attracted to your spouse. I think that's a good thing. I know I am. But it is the physical representation because sometimes the sex might go away and you're just going to have to go without but you should never expect the physical intimacy that should be something where both of you are excited to celebrate your marriage with it if you're not doing that i strongly encourage all marriage couples to review their entire marriage and realign so that they approach sex in that manner dang that answer your question? It did. Okay. And that's very good, man. That's, that's good. Um, going back to dating, we just did a podcast about, um, compa- um, 
competition is important. So I want to talk to you as far as like within the dating aspect, because I think that last podcast in a way it ties into dating. When you're dating somebody, it is a little bit of a competition because that person, you should be competing with all the other potential people that want to be with that person. So for instance, my wife, when I was dating my wife, I knew that I was in a competition with all these other guys. She didn't know the guys. It's not like the guys were present, but I knew there were other guys that would be a much better fit for her, theoretically. Why was I the best fit? So in your mind, you have to have a mentality that you are in competition with other men. You are in competition with other women if you're, if you're a woman dating a man. And it has to be a healthy competition of like, why am I going to be the best fit for this person? And if you're not the best fit for that person, then you need, you need you realize that and find the person which you're going to be the best fit for that. And then I'm so glad that you brought up the uh, the subject of of having sex. When you maintain a level of purity through the dating process, it just sets up a more st- solid foundation for marriage and it gives honor to the person because if you are in a state of mind where I am in competition and you realize you know what I'm not the right fit for you but I honored you and I honored the man that you are going to be with because I respected you I didn't take advantage of you I know that when you find the right man and you guys get married you're not going to have the guilt of like oh I slept with this guy who was not the right guy or I slept with this woman who was not the right woman. But you know, if that's happened, if you have made mistakes, then you know, it's like, forgive yourself, move on and realize that you've made a mistake and it's a mistake. Forgive yourself and then work on the relationship that you are with, with right now and start moving forward within that of learning like, okay, I'm going to take dating serious. It's not a game. It's not a fun way for me to be distracted or just, you know, like, hey, I pass away. This whole mentality, like, oh, we're just hanging out. No, you're not just hanging out. You're building moments. You're building You're building a, a memory with that individual. Is that memory going to be a good one? Is that going to be a bad one? Yes, I agree with, one, what you said about, about sex. Like, forgive yourself. If you've already done it, it's, you know, you can't change the past you can only acknowledge it and do what you can to fix it if it was bad and move forward and I love what you said about honoring that person you know you you're meeting a person and you're truly trying to build something and maybe you won't build something with that person in the long term with a marriage but maybe you two are meant to come together to grow in soul and spirit and and, and mentally to learn I didn't really want what she had to offer but I saw some stuff I did like I saw some stuff I didn't like and I just decided the stuff I didn't like outweighed the stuff I did like and I just can't see us going forward you know forever in that regard and that's that's really good and I you know I had someone ask me about dating advice they were a teenager they're still in high school and they were talking about dating. And I said, why are you dating? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, you know, you date in high school. You, you go to proms and you date. And I said, why? Why are you dating, though? 
well, I really like the guy. I said, oh, so you're going to marry him? Because this was a young lady. I said, you're going to marry this guy? And she said, well, I mean, I think he's really cute. And I like being around him. I said, you think he's going to take care of you and raise your children? She's like, well, I'm not thinking about that right now. I said, oh, okay. So why are you dating him? And I was trying to help her get to the fact that there were baser instincts she was feeding and she wasn't looking deeper into herself and thinking about her future. And she's like, well, I just like him. He's really sweet. I mean, we, we've, you know, I do want to get married. I said, okay, good, good. You do want to get married. That's, that's a good start. Does he? Well, we haven't really talked about it. I think this is a common trend. I heard it in high school when I was growing up. You know, the girl kind of had googly eyes and thought, well, my parents are married. I'll date this guy and we'll get married. It's like, you know how many guys your mama probably ran through <laughs> before she got to your daddy? You know how many guys your daddy or how many girls your daddy went through before he got to your mama? You know, and, and not necessarily saying being intimate with them, but just dating. Just, you know, it's like it's, you start thinking about it. You're like, oh, you know, so if you're young and in high school, I don't encourage you to date. Yeah. So, I mean, some people do find their high school sweethearts, and, and those are the people who are proving what I'm saying wrong. But that's not the case, usually. For every one high school sweetheart, I'm sure there's tens of thousands of just broken heartaches. Um, yeah, the high school sweetheart, uh, find that's the ex- exception. And it's funny how in life we always try to be the exception. Well, we're going to be the exception. I'm like, mm, you have a higher probability of that you're not going to be the exception. You're going to be the norm. And and it's we're always reaching for that. Like, no, no, it's gonna be different. Like, mm, based on what I'm seeing, it's not. You know, but oh man, oh man, it's just these principles, Ben. It's just that the principle of purity, the principle of respect, the principle of honor. I just think about it like I was I was having this conversation with my my daughters and kind of talking about it because you know she's five years old and she was talking like oh you know like what kind of man will I marry and stuff like that and I was like telling like hey you want to marry a good man. And I had this thought is like, whenever you're dating somebody and you're married, you want to know that you gave that person your best, you know? And I, and I think about it like when Brittany meets girls that I did in the past, it's like, I don't want her to think like, oh my gosh, you were with my husband. What did he give you? It's like, no, that was just a friendship. There's no, like, there was, there's no, we dated, we connected, but there wasn't like, there wasn't that intimacy. That intimacy strictly belongs to her. And there's something just beautiful about that that happens versus when you have that, they're like, oh, you've, you've been with him. And then that brings up that negative competition. Man, if we're able to avoid that, that negative competition, because I even, I have, I remember hearing this in high school, Ben, it's like, well, we're just animals. It's just part of, it's just part of being a, you know, part of being appropriating, you know, animals have sex with, with all, you know, with different bunch of creatures, but even within the animal kingdom, Animals are always looking at the strongest, healthiest mate that's going to give them the best offspring. So they're they're doing it for a purpose. They're not doing it just for fun. They're not doing it just because like, oh, it's this is what we do. No, they're trying to create the strongest, healthiest offspring that's going to prolong their species. But humans, we're the only ones that don't do that. We don't actually think about it like that. Is this person that I'm hanging out with, are you actually going to help me develop stronger kids 
for the next generation so they can survive. No. It's like, oh, you're just doing it for fun. And to the people who have the animal argument, because I've heard that as well, and I've always thought it's dumb because I've watched two roosters kill each other or fight, and one of them dies, and one lives, and then he gets to go off and impregnate all the chickens, the hens. I hate that argument because the we don't kill each other <laughs> just for a spouse, you know? We also don't take... Ten wives, either, you know, the way a rooster will. So, sorry, animal argument's a little too weak for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I know this got a little bit heavy, a little bit deep. But there's probably going to be a third date, maybe. You down think there's going to be a third date? I hope so. I mean, third? <laughs> Man, I'm excited. <laughs> With that being said, Do you guys, take me somewhere nice on the third date? Mm, or you don't like my shack? Can you be a little more casual about it? It'll be a surprise, Ben. It'll be a surprise. <sighs> Hey, if you're ever broke, I'm going to give you all a pro tip to the guys, especially if you're ever broke and you want to take a girl on a date that just impresses her and makes you stand out, take her on a picnic, go find a public park. That's free. Just pack some chips some sandwiches, a couple of drinks, whatever. Just put it in a bag and say, let's go, let's go on a date. And you just take her to a park and lay out a blanket and throw it all down and just sit in that free public park with your $3 worth of stuff you had in your fridge and take her on a date and spend all afternoon talking to her. Bring a Frisbee, maybe bring a candle if they'll let you or something. I mean, really play it up, but show her you can be romantic with nothing. Oh, she's... If nothing else, she's going to tell her friends about you. And if you don't like her, her friends are going to be lined up waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Pro I had a, tip. <laughs> I, I did that. I did that with well, I did that with my wife. We went out and uh, we went out to the park. And like I was like, man, I have a whole lot of money. So I was like, you know what? We'll make it nice. We'll, I bought like the little grill out kit, you know, so you can cook some steaks. And, and I was like, okay, because I can take it to a really fantasy dinner. But I don't have that much money to take her out to a fantasy dinner. But I have enough money so we can do a picnic. Well, I got the. Have you ever seen those like their aluminum like grills, portable grills? They have the. They already have the charcoal built into it and all oh, that yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. And you pull it. So I think I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Well, I did that. I lit it, and I'm not a much of a griller, and I didn't realize you have to light that up and then let it heat up for a while before you put the steaks on there. Okay, so I lit it up. Fire was like, okay. It's good. I threw the steaks on there. Those steaks tasted like uh, lighter fluid. It was the nastiest meal we've ever had. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I was like, oh, I'm already strapped for cash and I ruined our lunch. You want to eat McDonald's? And she was like, yeah. I was like, so I was like, oh, you're a keeper. And she's still married. Yeah, she still married me. I took my wife on a picnic date and she spent... Uh, the last of it trying to convince me that flying squirrels couldn't actually fly because <laughs> I was convinced they could. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, with that being said, we want to thank you for listening to uh, Mexican Erotic Follow the World. We love you and we're proud of you. Mexican.